Hey guys, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. So I am recording this episode on my birthday. So happy birthday to me. I am officially a million years old. Not really. I'm in my 20s, but I feel old. I also feel young. I feel simultaneously very old and young. I've always felt that way. But every time you have a birthday, it's like another trip around the sun. It's exciting. It's also like, oh my gosh, another year. And you just kind of feel old. Um, But I do. I feel old and young at the same time. I've always felt that way. I have like the lingo. I know the lingo of like the teens and what the young folks are talking about but I also have lingo of like I have like elder lingo so I can go very quick from like and y'all have heard me on this podcast but I can go very quick from like I'm shook you know like the kids are saying to being like I would like to have this espresso forevermore like the elders will say so I can kind of I can kind of like switch pretty quickly like back and forth like I can do it and so I like to say that I feel old uh young and old together so that's how I feel on my birthday but has been a fabulous birthday. I'm in my hometown. I've been in my hometown for a few weeks now. I'm writing my book in my hometown. It's much more, honestly, my hometown, y'all, is a, it's a small town in Alabama, but it's like Mayberry and it's the best place to write a book. And I'm really excited for you guys to read my book, but I have been writing my book here and visiting family. I haven't gotten to see family in a long time because of COVID and because of the insanity y'all in DC for the longest time they were like blocking highways and stuff and they were like you cannot leave the city or you cannot come in the city and it was all this crazy stuff but anyway um fled dc visiting family loving the slower pace here and uh way more sun dc is a very cloudy place i don't know if y'all knew that um but it's just been really good for me to write my book and to see my family and to celebrate my birthday and i am now yield so with all of that said we're actually not going to be talking about my book or my age on this podcast we're going to be talking about the wall that they are erecting around the white house to protect joe from his people whom hate him uh, for many good reasons and uh, so we're going to talk about the wall that's been erected around the white house which the mainstream media has not been talking about because of course they haven't um and then we're also going to talk about this is kind of a random thing but we're going to talk about the m&ms um the m&m people over at Eminem.com. I don't actually know their URL, but like whatever the Eminem website is, uh, the company of Eminem has decided that there are, is not there, that they're somehow racist or sexist. Like they're adding, um, they're changing the shoes on one of the Eminem characters, one of the women Eminems, which by the way, I've never been able to tell until they start speaking on the commercials, which Eminems are male or female. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, that's going to be the next thing that they have to worry about is making LGBTQ plus million X Y Z like uh, M and M's because people are going to start coming after that. Who in the world told the M and M people like we would like for you to change the shoes on the female M M&M and M because the ones that you have right now on the female female M M&M and M are really insulting and offensive and uh, sexist and I just think you should change that. Who thought? Who has the time to even think of, to even think of that? I don't even know who like how do you have? I would never have the time to even think of that. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about that because they're changing the shoes on one of the M M&M and M females from Go Go Boots. They said they were Go Go Boots and never noticed that, never cared about that. 
to tennis shoes. So we're going to talk about that because that's clearly an important thing to talk about. So that's what we're going to talk about on this episode. I'm trying to make it a shorter episode. I'm trying to make all the episodes shorter episodes because y'all have been messaging me saying things like, I'm finishing your episode today. And I'm like, I would like for y'all to be able to listen to these in kind of just one sitting. Like, I, I mean, listen to it however you want, but I, I feel like they've just been really long recently. And especially when I do interviews, they're kind of longer, which is great because I love talking to my guests. But I think shorter podcasts, at least for me, when I'm listening to podcasts, I love shorter ones because I just, I don't know. I'm kind of ADHD, I guess. I just like to get through it. You know, I kind of like to just get through it. So we're going to try to make this one a shorter one. And we're going to talk about M&Ms and the White House wall. Weird kind of random episode, but here we go. Before we get into everything that is going on over at Eminem, I just want to tell you guys that uh, if you like Eminem's, you know, you like that's your favorite candy or something, and now you don't like them anymore because they've gone woke, which I would completely understand because clearly they have proven themselves crazy with all of this new marketing, whatever. Like they're clearly crazy. So if you're looking for a new type of candy to try because you don't want to do Eminem's anymore, then I definitely recommend that y'all check out Unreal Snacks. They have a ton of cool different chocolate types of candy they're much more healthy by the way than m&ms less sugar etc um but their story is that as kids their parents didn't want them to eat their favorite chocolates the snacks that they loved most were filled with artificial ingredients chemical dyes excess sugar and a whole bunch of other things that they couldn't even pronounce so they asked the simple question why do the foods that they love most have to be so bad for them um, and so then they set out to create chocolate snacks that they could actually eat and feel good about. And after thousands of recipes, they finally cracked the code um, and they uh, reinvented their favorites using only real simple ingredients and with way less sugar for real. So y'all should check that out if you're looking for a new snack that is not uh, super crazy and woke. So now let's get into this M&M stuff. So basically... I, I swear, this literally threw me. I, I could not even process. And, you know, I'm used to these things coming up in the news. Like, I, I pay attention to the news enough to know that I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm in for something crazy every day. I know that, like, going into it. But I, this still threw me when I saw this in the news because at first I saw, you know, they had this lineup of all of the Eminem characters. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And I, and I saw, my the first one I saw was from The Hill. And when they covered it, there had line was just Eminem's characters to become more inclusive. I was like, what now? Like, what now? Honestly, my first thought was, you know, somebody's calling the Eminem's racist, but then my thought was there's literally every single kind of color of Eminem and how could they possibly have like a racism issue with the Eminem's? And these were just the thoughts that were going through my head. Um, but then upon further research, I realized that people were having issues with the female Eminem, one of the female Eminem's wearing go-go boots. Um... I, I just I have I have no words for these kinds of things sometimes because I, I just I again I don't I just I can't imagine having the time or the I just how how do you think of this how do you think how do you even think to be offended by this um oh my gosh it's so weird so anyway um let me read a piece of the this hill article that I was talking about it says the green M&M previously seen in ads posing seductively and strutting her stuff in white go-go boots will now sport a pair of sneakers um, a description for the green candy on the M&M's website says she enjoys quote unquote being a hype woman for my friends weird like 
it's an M&M. I, I just am so confused. Um, I don't, I just, what? This says, it goes on, quote, I think we all win when we see more women in leading roles. So I'm happy to take on the part of supportive friend when they succeed. End quote. The green Eminem said on the promotional site. Uh, 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 okay. Okay. Um, another character, the brown Eminem, described her motto as, quote unquote, not bossy, just the boss. This is like, honestly, okay, here's the thing. I just need to say this because it's talking about the female Eminems. Like, women are not held down. Like, women can do anything they want in this country. Just like anyone can do anything in this country. Like, there are going to be some sexist men out there. There are going to be some racist people out there. But that doesn't mean the whole system is against you. And it doesn't mean that anyone's holding you down. You leave those people. You, I have dealt with sexist people in the workplace before. You leave. You go away. You go do your own thing. You, nobody can hold you down, though. And I just, I don't understand this whole, you know, boss babes, like, whole trend of, and I see it everywhere on Pinterest and on Instagram and like all these different places. I mean, if you hear it in real life, people are like, I'm a boss, babe, you know, whatever. Like, that's weird. Like if you really were a boss, babe, you wouldn't need to go tell people that you would be too busy to even think about telling people that you would just be doing it. For example, I have my own PR firm. I have my own podcast. I have my own store. I'm writing a book, but I'm the last woman on the face of the planet. That's going to call herself like a boss, babe. Like I'm not going to do that because it's weird to me. It's just weird to me. Um, and it's just weird. It's almost the same exact thing to me as uh, when you see, you know, like the black owned signs in the store windows or you see it online on the websites like black owned. Like it's almost like it's declaring that it's shocking, like that it's shocking that a black person could own a business. Of course, a black person could own a business. Why? Why are we acting like that's something new or shocking or something different? Like that is normal. Like that's normal. Then it's just the same way. It is normal for women to own businesses. It is like normal for women to lead if they want. I mean, as far as it goes for the church, I definitely believe that God calls men to do that because the Bible says that clearly, and I'm not going to argue with God. But in, in this country, women can do anything that they set their minds to, and it's not something you have to go do and then be like, I did it. Um, and I don't think that the black community needs to do that either. It's just not shocking. And so I don't like bringing attention to things acting like it is shocking if it's not shocking. Like, don't, don't sell yourself short like that. Don't be like surprised that you could succeed. Like just, just succeed. I mean, it's just, just succeed. You don't have to go tell everybody like it's, it's cause it's not, it's not new. We've been doing that. And honestly, like not to drag this whole point out really far, but it, it really does bother me. Um, and it reminds me of Taylor Swift who, you know, is arguably one of the most powerful women in the world who constantly victimizes herself, constantly just tells everybody she's oppressed in her own ways through her songs and her interviews. And, you know, one of her one of her new lyrics on her album was um I don't remember it exactly I don't really listen to her but it was like you were tossing me the car keys f the patriarchy it's like girl they haven't held you back though like you're doing good like you you're why, why even write that though um it's weird. And um, anyway, this whole Boss Babe vibe reminds me of her Lover album. And uh, she had a song called The Man and talking about how if she was a man, everybody would respect her more. And like they wouldn't call her out at all if she was a man. That's not true. Men get called out, too. I mean, just it's just this victimization thing that that women do sometimes. And I just 
don't be a victim and don't act shocked when you succeed and don't go around bragging about being successful. Like just, just be, you know, just be successful. And like, and, and that's it. I don't, I mean, your, your efforts will speak for themselves. You don't have to get all this weird Elisa Frank. I'm the man like stuff. It's, it's weird. So anyway, a bit of a rant about the M&Ms, but I mean, their whole thing is trying to, I guess, add more boss babeness to their M&Ms. And that is a weird. So let's wrap this up. Um, the last part of this article says Mars said in, uh, announcing the re refresh that M&Ms, which were first released in 1941, will have quote, an updated tone of voice that is more inclusive, welcoming and unifying while remaining rooted in our signature jester wit and humor. Well, it's removing the wit and the only humor is that it's comically stupid. So I don't know about this guys. I think I'm going to be boycotting m and I never really ate M&Ms anyway. My dad really likes peanut M&Ms, but he's going to boycott them. I'm sure too. Uh, try the unreal snacks, get those candies. That is unreal snacks.com and just, you know, healthier, less woke win-win. One more ad before we get into the next section, which is going to be about the wall around the White House. I just want to tell you guys again about the Bible study by the brand Sunday. This is a cool Bible study. It's also very aesthetically pleasing, which I know is important to a lot of younger people. Not that that's the main thing that you're looking for in a Bible study, but it is aesthetically pleasing and it's very, um, it's very helpful. Like I think that this along with the ESV student study Bible is really going to help you get through and understand the Bible, which again is very important in these weird days. So if y'all would like to check that out, I will have a link in the description to this episode. Let me know what you think. If you get it, it's just, it's a really cool one. Okay, so the last thing that I want to cover on this episode, this shorter episode, look at me, I'm doing so well, we're at 15 minutes. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the White House, the wall around the White House. This is how communist nations work. They go in, the regimes ruin the country, the people hate them, they know that the people hate them, and then they have to protect themselves. The elites have to protect themselves from the angry people who hate them. Like, they, this is always how it goes. So... I just wanted to talk about this because I've been seeing like there's been very, 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 very light coverage of this, like very light coverage of this. And it's a huge deal. It's actually a very big deal. One, because it's hypocritical for the left to be building a wall when they constantly critique walls like they hate the border wall idea. But now they're building a wall to protect themselves like this is such hypocrisy. So one, it's hypocritical. Two, it's just it's a it's a bad omen uh, to what is to come because it's, it's very much implying that we have, we have a lot of bad in store for us. If they have to literally erect walls, these concrete walls to protect themselves from us, by the way, remember that the whole government situation that we have in America, it's, it's supposed to be that we, the people are protected from the government, <laughs> not that the government is protected from us. They shouldn't be putting themselves in a position to where they, have made us mad enough to where they have to fear us like that is not supposed to be how it is in America but I have been seeing such light coverage of this that I just I do want to talk about this I mean someone has to talk about this we can't just have walls going up around the White House and nobody's talking about this but anyway the the White House they they've been there's so many articles first let me just say how many like I don't know how many but there's a lot of articles on Google if you search this even on DuckDuckGo it pulls up these things about like articles saying this one's 
comments from the AP. It says photos of White House maintenance prompt bogus theories. And it talks about how, uh, let's see what this says. It says um, the White House erecting, the claim is that white, the White House is erecting concrete security wall around the entire building, which it is. <laughs> um, and the AP's assessment, false. Okay, AP, but why, why trust you? Um, none of the media is trustworthy. So... It says false. The photos show a barrier put up around the White House, uh, the White House's North Fountain during scheduled maintenance. Well, this sounds very weird. Like, when has the White House ever had walls around it for maintenance? And, like, why would you have to have walls for maintenance? Like, what kind of secret maintenance are you doing? Um, this reminds me of the plywood going up during the election. Like, remember election night and all the votes stopped magically and then they, a lot of votes started coming in for Biden and then there were, there were plywood, though. There was plywood plywood going up at the precincts they were like blocking the windows the people counting the votes so that people couldn't see in like why like what kind of maintenance are you doing that is so secretive like can you just like what are you talking about ap um and AP is the Associated Press for those who don't know. But, um, you know, it's it's weird. It's weird. And people have been posting pictures of the White House wall like on on social media. Y'all can look this up. I mean, it's a very, very obviously sturdy looking concrete wall. And it's it's obviously to keep people out but like a lot of people were afraid that this was like them preparing for some sort of foreign you know attack or something um which i wouldn't be super shocked by just because biden is so weak if anybody wanted to do anything to america right now would be a pretty good time like if there were a country out there uh not to give anybody any ideas but we have a weak president right now and it's just kind of a fact and everybody can see it um so anyway everybody was wondering if it was like a foreign kind of attack thing that they were protecting themselves uh for but i don't think that's what it is it's them protecting themselves from the american people you got to think about all the terrible things that have happened since joe Biden took office, which again is just how this communism stuff works. As soon as they get in, things go downhill very quickly. It always goes this way. This is how communism always goes. So Joe Biden got in. Kamala Harris did not go take care of the border issue. She told a interviewer, you know, well, I haven't been to Europe either. And I haven't been to the border either. Like a weird, weird person. Like if she were anyone else in any other job and she made an excuse like that for not doing her job, she would have been fired. But because she's the vice president and because, uh, you know, there's just, I don't think she's the real vice president, but because she's in the white, the vice president position right now, um, she gets a pass to do, to be stupid and to make these stupid excuses and to not do her job. Um, but Joe Biden has done so many terrible things since he took office. He has, he had the terrible pullout from Afghanistan. We've talked about that. Taliban taking over Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan again, and the women having to live under Sharia law again and being raped and being murdered and being tortured. And this is all, and young girls too, they have to marry these creepy, old, weird terrible men in the Taliban when they're very, very young. So pedophile, rape, torture, uh, all that's come back to Afghanistan because of Joe Biden. Thanks, Joe. Um, he got, he left all of our troops, so many of our troops. There are still troops of ours that are over there, by the way. Like, don't forget, 
Um, Joe Biden is a, he has made so many mistakes. The pipeline issue, the gas prices going up so much. Um, we now have, well, we had the shortages for a long time, but now we have, he's, there's bare shelves. Biden is what they're calling him on Twitter. There's a hashtag like bare shelves Biden because the shelves are bare because there is no food. Like there's no food. Like right now, you guys, the, you need to understand that this is happening right now in our country where there are places where people can't even get food. Biden has been a complete trick train wreck since he took office again fraudulently in my view um, but we don't have proof either which way so uh because the supreme court wouldn't do his job but anyway um i repeat these things so that you know, hopefully it sticks and y'all remember like what exactly is going on because there's so much lying and gaslighting happening in our country that i just got to repeat the truth so that hopefully hopefully that it sticks but anyway um uh, this wall this wall around the white house it's be it's clearly because he keeps making monuments mistakes. He is affecting everybody's livelihood in a very negative way. Um, we've got all these stupid mandates. I mean, fortunately, the Supreme Court had the balls to like shoot down his stupid mandate thing with the big companies, but that's not going to do anything for the people that like the medical workers. They're still going to have to l abide by these stupid mandates, which is incredibly ironic considering they're the ones who have given the most these past few years for all of us. Like, they've given the most. So we need to talk about that on another episode, but he's done a lot of terrible things and he knows that. And his team knows that. And they know that the Americans are mad. They know that we are talking about war. And again, I have talked about how this is a cultural, spiritual, uh, intellectual war, but they know that the, the conversation is, is kind of out there. Like people are talking about it because people are mad because people do not know if they had a free and fair election. People do not like what they're seeing from our supposed president. People are not able to go to their jobs. People can't even get food now. Like they can't get gas. Like, I mean, there are a lot of problems. Kids can't go to school. There's a lot of mandates it, it, people are getting people are getting mad and they know that. So they built this wall around the white house. And I just think it's interesting how they, how these news sources are all acting like it's, it's just maintenance. Like what, I just want to know what the secret maintenance is, to be honest. Like, are you installing some weird hose? Like, I mean, like, is there a certain hose to garden the, to water the garden with? Like, I mean, is, why is it a secret? Like why you have to put the wall up? Why is it such a secret secret? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And, um, you just got to put things together mathematically and logically in your brain. Like, Hmm, all these things are happening and they're very terrible. And now there's like a concrete wall being erect around the white house. What could it possibly mean? No, it's probably not maintenance. It's probably that he's fearing for his life. It's probably that he knows that people are mad at him. And it's probably that he's just a scared little coward who is a loser. And it's probably that. So I just wanted to talk about that because it's just, if you Google, this and you and you duck duck go this it has like some just really weird articles talking about how it's um maintenance and saying that you know people on social media are calling this uh, a wall to protect him but the fact check that's that's false it's not about that they're just doing routine maintenance well this wall is not routine i will guarantee you this wall is not routine <laughs> so uh y'all need to really open your eyeballs and pay attention to what's happening 
We are falling to communism very, very quickly. It hasn't even been a year. You've got to remember that it hasn't even been a year since since Joe took office. I mean, it almost has been, but it hasn't just quite yet. And even so, a year, one year, and all of this has happened. Um, it is Our country cannot survive four years of this. Our country won't survive four years of this. And the only way that we turn the ship around to get back to any sort of semblance of of you know reality and logic and common sense and rationality is to admit that we've all been duped we've been duped by the system we've been duped by the elites we've been duped by the, the these big corporations the media all of it and don't think they're not working together i've talked about synergy before on this podcast but y'all really need to wake up to the truth of the matter which is that all of these these things are working together from for money and control. It shouldn't shock you. Money and control, those are very um those are very incentivizing things in life. Like people want money, people want control. And these these people are working together to to make that a reality for themselves and it's working. The sad truth is that it's working. So um they're just going to keep pushing. They're going to keep pushing, 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 building walls around themselves to protect themselves from us, not building a wall for us to protect us from, you know, uh, people bringing in more of this virus or bringing in crime or bringing in drugs. They won't protect us against that, like actual, you know, bad stuff, but they'll protect themselves against us when they push us so far that they actually think that, you know, they, they're aware of how bad it is. So don't think that they don't know. They're, they just have no intention of fixing it or doing what we want them to do or giving us our lives back. They don't have any intention of doing that. That's going to have to be reclaimed by us. We're going to have to make a definitive line in the sand saying, actually, no, buddy, buckaroo, no. Uh, we are going to work. We are going to insist that you do something about this food shortage. We are going to insist that you do something to, you know, help gas prices go down. Like we're going to need you to be a better president. And I would just like to add here, Joe Biden's team, uh, they actually said, Joe Biden has actually said that America needs to lower its expectations for him. Uh, what? No, like America's not lowering its expectations for anyone. America has high expectations. We have high expectations because we're great. We have high expectations because we fully intend on continuing to be great. And if you have low expectations for yourself, it is not our job to lower our expectations for you. Like you leave and we stay and we get a better president who can rise to the great expectations that we have because we're a great country. And Joe is not a great guy. Um, he's a terrible, terrible president and arguably a pedophile. So I'm just saying that this, this whole wall thing really, really makes me mad. I thought this was going to be a short episode, but then I had to go on my White House wall rant. But, you know, it just, it, it is making me so mad that people... You know, just because the media is not talking about this doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking it up. I mean, y'all know me, and I'm in D.C., not currently, but I live there. But you just need to make sure that you know people on the ground in all of these important places and that they're actually looking for the truth and telling the truth and, and care about the truth and all of that, because the media is not going to tell you the truth. I don't care if it's Fox news. It doesn't matter. They're not going to tell you the truth. They are all in cahoots. Um, and that's not a conspiracy. That is literally the facts. So I just, I hope y'all are paying attention and I hope y'all see 
that this is just exactly how communism always goes. And if you want it to get to the point where it's normal again and things are affordable again and people are not super angry again, then really then really get into studying policies, really get into studying, you know, communist leaders, what they actually did. Um, we've talked before about on this uh, on this podcast about how Marx is or Marx Karl Marx was like a complete fraud. Like he acted like he was for the working class and for the little guy, but he literally never worked a day in his life, and he didn't even make any money ever. Like he literally did nothing in his life. So they're not people to take seriously. And I just think that people have got to learn real history. I mean, you've got to learn real history to understand what's happening to our country right now. This is how it goes. Um, but I guess that's my wall rant. Don't listen to the mainstream media. Listen to, listen to the people that are there who care like on the ground in those areas. Also listen to your gut. Also listen to more like the most importantly, listen to God. He'll give you discernment about these things, but, um, and that's why it's important to read your Bible. But, you know, just don't be an idiot is my best advice that I can give you. Like, don't be an idiot about these things because you you have no obligation to trust media organizations or politicians who are known for lying. They have historically always been known for lying. You have no obligation to believe these people. You have an obligation to yourself to not be an idiot. Like you have an obligation to research facts, go through the data, look at the pictures yourselves, contact people, you know, in the area, see what is actually going on. And you just have an obligation to not be an idiot. I think that's where I'm going to end this episode. You know, you just have an obligation to not be an idiot. I think that's a good message to leave you all with. This went really quickly from funfetti to communism is going to kill us, but I don't know. It works. Um, I will see you guys here next time. We're going to have guests coming on in the future. I got a lot of good feedback from the last episode we did with Angus Williams. I really appreciate you guys um, listening to that and appreciating that. And I will see you guys here next time.